Podcast. My name is Brent Trahune. Joining me for the first time on the program, Mr. Jeremy Alder. Jeremy, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, Brent. Thanks for uh, having me. And it's Alder. I should have asked you before we turn the mics on. Yeah. I'm saying that right, right? You are saying that right. Thank you. A lot of people don't get that right. I'd okay. say, yeah, almost half the time, it's Adler. Adler. Alder. That's I said Alder, right? I'm no, going to no, say no, it no. differently. I'm saying, no, 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 no. It is Alder, but okay. people will say Adler. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's not that hard of a name. It's only no. black letters, but people want to switch that L and D around. So appreciate you getting that right. Hey, I'm a pro. That's why I asked while we were recording. <laughs> now, this is the first time on the show, but also I've only met you once in real life. So this is the second time meeting if we can count the internet. Uh, but I met you in Nashville at a, at a TV taping. We opened up with a prayer during the, the taping. Um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and we kind of, I, I, I would say we hit it off. Cause I, I didn't, I don't think I knew anybody on the show, but we, you know, I think we hit it off that because we were around each other all day for makeup and extra stuff. So, uh, where are you from? Tell me what, what, who you are and all that stuff. Oh, sure. Uh, well, I'm from, I'm from Texas originally, mm-hmm. uh, South Texas, um, have been in North Carolina for uh, the last 10 or 15 years. Okay. Um, and uh, I started comedy here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, living in a t- little town called Hillsborough, which is um, not far from Durham, Chapel Hill, kind of central North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I live here with my wife and five kids. Nice. And uh, uh Yeah. And let's uh, let's do some plugs. What what would you like to promote before we dive into our episode? You have well, a dry bar if, comedy special. Yeah, if people want to see uh, my comedy, they can check out my dry bar comedy special. It's called Purity Pants, and you can get uh, you can find it at drybarcomedy.com. Mm-hmm. I think if you use the promo code Jeremy Alder, you can still watch it for free. Uh, if not. Um, I don't know. I, I think it costs a couple of bucks, which yeah. uh, probably isn't worth it, but um, <laughs> definitely watch it if you can do it for free. Uh, did you, when you, we talked, uh, you know, a month or so ago in person, you, did you say you were a former youth pastor? Um, not exactly, but uh, I did go to divinity school, went to mm-hmm. seminary. I've been a preacher. I never worked like uh full time for a church. Yeah. But I was uh I've been a preacher at various churches. Yeah. Uh, never worked as a youth pastor. Got okay. offered a job actually. I got offered a job as a youth pastor when I was 17, which I was just remembering this uh on a, on another podcast uh yesterday. I can't believe somebody, I was still a teenager and somebody asked me to be the youth pastor at their church. And it is so insane. Yeah. Um, I guess the qualification is also that you are a youth, (laughs) you know, I guess, I mean, I guess it would have saved me, you know, from, you know, I could have met women and it wouldn't have been a crime. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a lot of youth pastors. Uh, oh I would have yeah, underage too, yeah. so I'd have been okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but no, I turned that down. Uh, so are you? Do you? Are you still involved in the church or anything like that? I just I ask because no. I think it's such. A, I don't meet a lot of pastors and stuff like that. I. I just yeah. think it's an interesting thing to talk about before we jump into our sure. many true crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, I haven't been to church in um, I don't know seven or eight years probably. Okay, why is um, that? I don't. I think it's a lot of things. I mean, a big part of it was uh, I got divorced. Okay. And, and then, um, my kids got a little older and they weren't super excited about going to church Mm -hmm. and, um, it just got to be more work than it was worth. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. You mean eternal salvation is, is work, Jeremy? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I just, uh, I just decided, um, that, yeah, it, it just got too hard to haul my kids there by myself. And uh, and then after a few times doing it, I was like, I'm going to take a break. And then I just never went back. And I found stand-up. Yeah. And that kind of – and I found this whole, like, weird subculture of stand-up comedians that kind of became, in some ways, my substitute mm-hmm. church. No, dude, yeah. I can relate to that where – I don't think there's any bullshit with comedy. It's if you say the joke and there's laughs, then there's no bullshit to it. But if you say the yeah. joke and there's no laughs, then it, that's the the science part of did it get the laugh? If it didn't, then it's like a it's, you know, right away if it's funny, it's you the know, most democratic art form for sure. That's true. Yeah. And I, I yeah. can very much relate to I don't go to church anymore, but I do comedy and uh yeah, mine is for different reasons. Loss of faith and and uh, bullshit in church. You know, no disrespect to anybody that believes that bullshit. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where, as far as like on the belief spectrum, I really don't know where I am. I just don't yeah. think about it as much as I used to, mm-hmm. and it doesn't worry me. And uh, uh, so, you know, I used to be a very hard. I mean, I grew up very very religious i was raised homeschooled Mm -hmm. uh church at least three times a week and it was it was the center of my whole existence Mm -hmm. you know um pretty much all the way until my early to mid 30s yeah uh and so it's been nice to just kind of not think about it Mm -hmm. and not worry about it and kind of um find other things to occupy my mind and my time and, you know, yeah. other creative avenues that have much lower stakes. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> probably thinking, know. am I being good right now is, sure. is a thing of, did I, did I do something wrong? But, uh, yep. yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, if you're, if you're a religious type person, dear listener, that's fine with me. I don't care, but it's not for everybody. And I think uh, your right. story was interesting to me to know where you came from and where you are. And then also to be in the, the industry of comedy where sometimes if you're a air quotes, Christian comic, that means that we, as I said, we opened with a prayer on that show, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know. It surprised me. I did not know. No, I didn't know that was going to happen. To and it wasn't such like a thing, you know, but right. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. It kind of took me off guard. Um, but yeah. But, yeah. 
let's jump into uh, our topic today. Uh, dear listener, this is the second edition of uh, Morbid Knowledge, or if you saw the little headline, maybe I'll change it to Mini True Crime to get some more clicks. Uh, but we took to Twitter. I took to Twitter. There's a, a, a Twitter account, uh, account called at uh, Morbidful, or if you search Morbid Knowledge, it's it's kind of many true crime entries. So I saved my favorite. But before we do that, Jeremy, I also f- I love like these weird Twitter accounts where they do one specific thing and I will scroll through. So I found one. This is the first time I talked about it on this show, but it's a Twitter account called Actual Names. Okay. Where they just tweet out, maybe they'll use the census or the just will. Ju- I didn't, I didn't pre-screen any of these. Yeah. So actual names and let's, let's take it at face value. These are real names, uh, but I'll just read a few. So here's one. It's a uh, Carrie craps whittle. And that's for the United States social security death index. Carrie craps whittle. Uh, dong dong hung from the night. Uh, jock poopy, jock poopy. Where is uh, that from? Uh, that one was England and Wales census 1891. Okay, so I, maybe it didn't have a little accent. Maybe it's jock or jock poopy. Uh huh. Major barfer 1920 U.S. census. <laughs> And th- these are just fun. Uh, oh, here's one I didn't. Fanny Turdy in the household of Adolf Turdy, <laughs> New York State Census, 1905. <laughs> Pukey May Harness. Somebody's named Pukey. Do you hear me? <laughs> Romeo Facial. That sounds like a hip hop artist or a porn, but, you know. <laughs> Naughty Stubbs. Again. <laughs> Porno. Uh, Areola Dismuke. That was in 1940. Somebody said, let's name her, I assume her, Areola. Wow. Wow. See, I, you know, people complain nowadays about how weird kids' names are. Like, I complain about it sometimes. Sometimes I, uh, like, I'm going to one of my kids, like, a birthday party for some kid, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what in the world were these parents thinking? Like, it wasn't like that in my day, you know? Yeah. It was John, Mark, Jerry, like it were just good. Yeah. But that's not true. There's always been weird names. Yeah. I mean, pukey. 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 Come on. <laughs> I had a I my great uh great grandfather uh from Alabama was named Flem. Flem, like oh, ah, Flem. Yep. F-L-E-M. Flem Jobson. And uh I don't even think that was all that unusual. Like, no, my grandmother thought it was totally normal. Yeah. And I was like, that that's crazy. Who names their kid Flim? Like, yeah, <laughs> they're just, he's going to be named whatever bodily fluid first comes out. We're just going with that. But yeah, so, thankfully it wasn't anything else. Flim I know, is tame. Right? It could have been, <laughs> <been> worse. <laughs> Smegma, get over here. <laughs> I also like a name that also from the jump is a nickname like he his name might be uh jefferson but he had a thing with flim one time so now we call him flim right right yeah uh, oh, or totally. somebody named junior what's your real name no it's junior you know like yeah. yep uh the united uh u.s census 1940 jewish head 
Wow. Head. That sounds more like a slur, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it just did not want to leave any doubt. Off very... with the Jewess's head. <laughs> just very proud. That's good. Uh, you <laughs> That's might great. know this person with your background, Willie Worship. <laughs> uh, That's if, if Willie if Willie Nelson became a Christian artist. Yeah, that's literally the picture they used for this was Willie Nelson signing stuff, and it's Willie Worship. That is a perfect name. For, like, if you heard that on the Righteous Gemstones show, oh you, yeah, you're like, oh Willie Worship. That sounds like a like a mascot for a a, a Bible themed park or whatever. Yep. Nineteen <laughs> uh, hundred census boner havens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we let's stop at Boner Haven, Lester Harry Nipple, <laughs> Lester Harry Nipple. I had to say that one. God damn, let there's a there was like a is that one word? Harry uh, Nipple? Three, three words, Lester Harry Nipple. Wow, also to have the last name Nipple, I mean, that's tough. Yeah, uh, there, yeah. there was a, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I don't know if it was the mayor or somebody, the guy's name was Harry Balls. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll have to look it up Fort Wayne because I was uh, yeah his name uh, Harry B-A-A-L-S Harry Balls amazing my god dude like <laughs> you can't go by Harrison or and you know his, his dad was like D- he's gonna love this his whole life that's so great all right, let's jump over to our uh, true crime stuff. And I will say, so there was a, I, I wanna, this reminds me, there was a, uh, I, I think he might have been a governor of Texas, mm-hmm. last name Hogg, H-O-G-G. Yeah. I think it was Jim Hogg. And uh, I, I was told, I've never verified this, but I was told he named his daughters Ima and Yura. God, like, it's <laughs> with the joke names, man, like. Ah, right. Funny one, you know. I know, I know. I and then know. annoying. It's like the uh we like uh what Dick Trickle was at the race car driver, Dick Trickle. Oh, that sounds right. Yep. And then Rusty Kuntz was the other one. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> Let's jump into our true crime stuff. And some of these All are right. visual stuff that I saved, and I'll describe them to you, uh, you Jeremy and dear listener, and, and if you want to jump on the the morbid uh knowledge thing too jeremy that's cool but uh the twitter account but the okay. it's so it's two clown suits in a in a case with a painting of a clown behind it and uh we're talking morbid knowledge stuff so i'll put you on the spot do you know what this is what the, what these are from morbid knowledge clown suits clown suits is that john wayne gacy yes sir there are two clown suits from john wayne gacy uh, says here he mo- he ma- murdered uh, thirty three boys and men, but what a hit them under his put them under his house right his crawl space yeah and I the it's thing I always space. say about him is he was a manager of a KFC, uh in in Iowa somewhere but it's just weird like this guy's a, a literal murderer but he goes and plays in a clown too around children and shit like that it's uh it's it's wild man I. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if you already have a fear of clowns and then uh and then it comes true like your nightmare? Mm-hmm. Like 
or maybe I wonder, is that where like the fear of clowns came from? I think Was clowns in general. Casey's I don't think story, so. Or were people already afraid? Because my wife, producer wife, is scared of clowns. She doesn't like yeah. them. And it's not a John Wayne Gacy thing. I think yeah. some people will just see a clown. And I think rightfully so. If you if you told me you're scared of clowns, I, yeah. I don't think they're scary. But if you said that, I'd be like, yeah, I get that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have a joke in, in my act on my dry bar special, which you can watch after you watch Jeremy's, but it's not it's not that clowns are scary, it's where the clown is that makes it scary. Like you see a clown at a birthday party, he's supposed to be there. But if you see a clown in the middle of the woods, run. <laughs> it's placing of these clowns, you know? Yeah, and if the if the clown invites you over to his house. Don't go. Yeah. Hey, let me show you these magic tricks with these handcuffs, <laughs> which is what he did, you know? So yeah. Hey, check out this crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing creepy about that. And and that's do a, you, go ahead. Well, do you remember? Um, I feel like it was two or three years ago. Uh, people were seeing these clowns on the side of highways. Oh yeah. It was like a phenomenon of seeing those scary clowns again. At night, under the street light, yeah. that's a runaway clown. And then it was never like figured out. It, like, I it think was, it was like a, a kind of an internet trend of oh, one guy did it, and it seems like a fun thing. And then they just started doing it. Yeah, that. And I'm a yeah. big horror fan, if you can no doubt tell behind me on the wall. But that's that stuff is fun to me when it's not happening to me. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For it's, sure. It's it was uh planking with a little more costuming and a lot creepier, you know. <laughs> now are you do you do you think clowns are scary? Um I think it dep it depends on the clown. Like, I mean, context, I think just also I feel like a really well done clown is less scary than a clown who's like half ass clown. Kind of half-ass clown. There is something more scary about that, because that says something about the guy that is the clown. He, yeah, he was. He's not dedicated. He's a slob, and I feel like a slob is more prone to killing you than a guy that's like has a ten out of ten clown suit. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He clearly doesn't take his current job that seriously mm -hmm. it's not his priority he's clearly doing it for some other reason yeah this is yeah. to to make ends meet i remember we uh back in the day my family would go to ponderosa did you have ponderosa you know what that is mm -mm. it's a buffet restaurant essentially now that i think they're all closed but uh, we ended up going on like a tuesday evening and this location would ha they'd hire a clown to get like oh the family people in and that guy was a good clown but can you imagine like a sweaty half-ass clown walking to you at at the at this buffet and like man could you not this is already gross food anyway yeah let i don't need a i don't need a a, a dog a balloon dog you know like um, i remember you used to go to mcdonald's and they would have somebody as ronald mcdonald mm -hmm. sometimes and i remember being scared of ronald i felt like for whatever reason they, they were always too big like they the actors they got i guess were just 
like six three or six four or something. I felt mm -hmm. like maybe it's just because I was a kid, but I just remember this towering clown, and I and I hated it. I really hated Ronald McDonald. But then I loved Bozo. Did you ever watch Bozo the Clown? I didn't, but I know David Arquette, the actor, owns the rights to Bozo the Clown now. Really? What? Yeah, he is he, he going to do it. something with it? I would assume so, but I know I think he was a huge fan of okay. of that, so he owns the right. But I never watched Bozo. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's like a clown. I guess to me it would be Ronald the mo You know that I think there was a, a survey of you show kids photos and like people knew who Ronald was more than Jesus or something, you know, <laughs> what great marketing when you're, you know, the Beatles bigger than Jesus type stuff. I think that might've been true in the eighties. I doubt that's true now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even you don't really see Ronald that much anymore. No, no they've kind of phased him out of their marketing almost mm -hmm. completely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think if there's like a clown that I was like, Oh, my local clown or something, but I don't, I was never like a guy that <laughs> My had local clown. clown. <laughs> well, like Every there'd town. be like Every a local town. TV the host. Town clown. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> I guess it'd be Mr. Ponderosa. <laughs> uh col cholera cholerophobia is the fear of clowns, if I'm saying Collar that correctly. Cholerophobia? C O U L uh rophobia. So cholerophobia. C O U L Huh. It almost sounds like cauliflower of a phobia, but uh, yeah. I had that too. Interesting. But now, uh, with a big thing with serial killers and stuff, there's a phenomenon known as murderabilia, where, hey, I want to buy some of John Wayne Gacy's art. Uh, do you do you think that's a little morbid? I mean, we're talking about it, but to like, hey, I need Charlie Manson's guitar. Do you? Th that's such a weird phenomenon, don't you think? That is weird. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's better than marrying the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I get, you know, I am that crazy. <laughs> like how many of these serial killers get married in prison? Yeah. <laughs> to women it, who they write, wrote letters with for a while and then they fall in love with these guys. Yeah. So. It, it's, it's that weird thing of, you know, if you want to be successful at comedy, go get famous at something else <laughs> and then you could do comedy. So it's yeah. like maybe if I murdered a bunch of people, people would really want to pay a lot for a koozie or some <laughs> shit like that. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. Serial killers having a merch. Yeah, that is. Huh? Yeah. Who owns it? Like, who, uh, the, like once you get put in prison, like who get is it the state? I guess it would be the state or, you know, his estate. Um, yeah. But I guess if, you know, if you, if people want to buy that stuff, there's a market for it. That's but I've, I've, I go to horror conventions and, you know, there's like, like serial killer trading cards or action figures. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's really? a little cool, but I don't want to own that. You know, I don't want to own this. Mer yeah, I've seen that for sure. Right. Serial killer cards and wow. and and custom made horror figures of John Wayne Gacy and stuff like that. You know. Wow. Let's jump to another yeah. one. Let's shift okay. gears here. The right. what the three pictures I'm looking at is a lady's mugshot. And then two photos uh, set in the winter. It says in 2019, it was discovered that 61-year-old Cynthia Carolyn Black, that's three names, you know it's going to be bad, 
had stored her grandmother's body in a freezer for 15 years so that she could claim her social security checks. The body was discovered wrapped in garbage bags and sheets in an outhouse freezer. So what, there's more to it, but let's pause right there. She, she, this lady's 61. So her grandma is a hundred, 110, maybe at the youngest. And, you know, she dies, she puts her in the freezer and that, that I, I have heard and read, you see enough movies, you put the body in a freezer and then you could dump it. And it's hard to tell when somebody actually died because it was frozen, you know, but uh, the a body in a freezer. But the thing that is weird to me is it's, it was in an outhouse freezer. Now what's the outhouse out uh, like at your, your house, Jeremy? Do you have uh, more than one room in your <laughs> yeah, outhouse? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, no uh no freezer in my in my outhouse. You'd have to run electricity out there. That's what <laughs> that that's where is this? Um cuz I'm wondering it is it like in a place that's really cold and they just like store stuff? Yeah, and like, I, why I, would you want to store your food in, in your outhouse anyway? Like that's I'm I'm looking okay so her grandma was uh 97 she died in 2004 at 97 so for wow. 15 years she's just keeping this broad alive air quotes um I'm I mean, to... kind of brilliant yeah I like kind of brilliant I mean I mean she's not besides the taxpayers and stuff which it's <laughs> it's she's not the lady's already dead it might be weird to keep the I think it's weird to keep the body in a freezer and that's your grandma. You think you, she'd love her, yeah. you know, uh, York, well, uh, maybe, York maybe the grandma, maybe the grandma agreed to it. Hey, when I die, keep cashing these checks. I'm going to do that for my, I want to have left. Me. Yeah. <laughs> keep cashing them. So in the grand scheme, unless she killed the lady, that's not good. But after 15 right. months of investigating, black was arrested for abuse of a corpse Theft of uh, unlawful taking and receiving stolen property. She was eventually sentenced to serve up to four years in prison. Ooh. So in 2019, that, that might not be a bad trade. Yeah. You know, uh, discovery, yeah. it was made during a property inspection. Uh, they freezer. went to the outhouse to inspect the outhouse? I guess, oh. man. I don't. <laughs> and they looked inside her freezer. What kind of inspection is this? I have not had a, uh, a freezer <laughs> inspection come by. Freezer see, inspector. That's, see, that's the problem. the The government's gotten too big, Brent. We're <laughs> out here inspecting our freezers. We're just trying to keep our grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you know, your grandma's frost uh, got freezer burn, right? <laughs> She's like, what? Oh no! I thought she's thought she just went to the bathroom and never came back. What happened? <laughs> she fell in, and I just never cared to look. Never checked. <laughs> so I, I gave it a Google because Twitter only gives you so much info. Uh, during a loan modification, twenty ten, the record of income for the family included seventeen hundred dollars from a credit union bank statement. That's the amount of the monthly Social Security payments made uh, from twenty two thousand nine to two thousand ten. So we'll say. It's a little more than seventeen hundred, but she was getting seventeen hundred a month for fifteen years. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
Man, what a smart lady. I'm look, I mean <laughs> it is. It's it's pretty I mean, and she could have gotten away for from it for it if it uh wasn't for those damn kids and that That's dog. right. Those nosy. <laughs> <laughs> kids we'll just to... looking for ice cream back there. Don Knox. <laughs> That's who did it. Uh, we'll jump to another one. And I only bring this one up. It's a, it's an okay story. But uh, July 18th, 1989. That's the year I was birthed into the world. That very day. So to okay. think, put it in context. When I was born, this lady was being murdered. Uh, Rebecca Schaefer, star of the popular CBS sitcom My Sister Sam, was fatally shot in the doorway of her West Hollywood apartment by an obsessed fan who had been stalking her for three years. Schaefer's death led to the passage of America's very first anti-stalking laws. So in 1989, they said, maybe we should do something about all this stalking going on. Finally, after this lady got murdered. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that was more so because it's my birthday. I don't know. It's just, you know, uh, next one has my social security in it. So people are going to get to know me a lot more, uh, Jeremy, <laughs> but killed by your own stalker. It's weird how like stalkers, they, they're obsessed and they, maybe it was like, Hey, I want a romantic relationship with this lady. But then eventually it's like, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. I'm so obsessed. I'm going to kill her. Right. What is that about? Like, what did he think he was going to do with her after he, like, he was going to take her back to his house, like owner, like finally I got her. Keep her in the freezer. Keep her in the freezer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so weird. Or maybe it's like, I think it's more of like, realize uh, it's just not going to work out. I'm never going to have her and I don't want anybody else to have her. If I can't have her, nobody will. Nobody's going to have her. And yeah. so I looked at my wife's eyes. I said, if I can't have you, nobody will. And she finally said, <laughs> fine, I give in. <laughs> I give in. Just just take off the clown makeup, please. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> Baby, I told you, this is how I feed our family. <laughs> By working at this Ponderosa. <laughs> Here's one that's very morbid because this was a new story that came across my desk last week. Uh, or maybe it was this week, but it's, of course, it's about a gender reveal, Jeremy. And can you imagine that this gender reveal didn't go quite as planned? Oh, no. This has a video accompanying uh, uh, the gender reveal. Uh, they're in the backyard. It's got huge letters, probably five foot tall letters that says, oh, baby, stacked. It's got blue and and uh, uh, pink balloons. There's a couple and uh, it's gender reveal party ends in tragedy as 32 year old pilot Lewis Angel crashes moments after deploying pink smoked smoke. He was found uh, laying uh, in the rubble after the crash. He was rushed to the hospital where he sadly died. Now, this plane is flying over the party. You get uh, this pink smoke comes out. The people are shooting confetti. They're cheering. And the video, the plane flies over. And one of the wings just collapses. And the people in the party don't notice it. The video gets it. But the fucking wing breaks and they're cheering. And then I didn't see this, but if you click on it and then scroll down, you can see the 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 uh, wreckage. And my God, 
Oh my God. Yeah. So then the plane crashes and a bunch of black smoke starts coming up and everybody's like, what the hell? Does New that Pope. Mean? Old what Pope. Does that like, mean? <laughs> it's what like the and I, I'm not the, the first to say it, and it's not an original thought, but these gender reveals are getting a little bit much, right? It's wild, man. It's it's wild. Yeah. I I feel like it had a moment. I, I do feel like I'm seeing less and less. Maybe people are maybe the body count has gotten too high and they've, they've decided yeah. to dial it back a little bit. But yeah, for a while there, I feel like my social media feeds were just full of these ridiculous gender reveals. And, and you you have five kids. Did you have a gender reveal for any of them? It was called birth. Yeah. Birth. That's, and, what, that's, that's what it used to be. It's like, <laughs> like, I feel like that's a very, like a, you gotta be a certain level of rich to have these parties. Cause like there'd be the baby shower. Then you got to have the announcement of that. She's even pregnant. Then you got to have uh, the yeah. gender. And again, this is all fine, but don't make it where it's like, we're going to set up, we're going to shoot this thing and then it's going to explode with the certain kind of smoke. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little mutt. Like why, why is this so gr- Why is this such a grand thing? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's cool. Now it's cool because the, the kids, the kids have taken the power back and they're like, no, we're doing our own gender reveals when we're 16, 15 so years. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to have to wait. And I'm <laughs> as long as somebody dies in it, I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. Their granddad. <laughs> it, it is a heart attack. <laughs> now is this kid's whole life. There's going to be people at the birthday party that were there when they were, their gender was announced or sex. And, and somebody's going to be like, remember when that guy died at that thing, the whole life that's going to be right. overshadowing some of uh, yeah. this kid. And they weren't even birthed yet. They weren't born. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Like, just, I didn't just ask odd. for that. It and that, that's morbid. Cause that's last week. This may, the funeral might be going on literally right now. Oh my gosh. Wow. And I'm using it for content. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this is... But it's, it's like, don't <laughs> blow things up. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah. This, I mean, it sounds like blowing something up at that gender reveal was unintentional. Yeah, it wasn't planned. It's like, hey. <laughs> that wasn't a planned part of it. That's how hitmen are going to be doing it now is <laughs> we're going to have a gender reveal and I got to take somebody out. <laughs> The the arrow got away from me and shot in the dude's throat. <laughs> Make it look like an accident. Make it look like that's the new mafia thing is I want him oh, dead. Yeah. Make it look like a gender reveal. Yeah. Uh, this picture, it's a, it's a white lady, which is not important uh, at all. She's wearing a white shirt, smiling, looks pleasant. Her name's uh, Alicia Head. Uh, claimed to be a survivor of the attacks of the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001, under the name Tanya Head. She joined the World Trade Center Survivors Network support group, later becoming its president. Her story was all fabrication. Why do you have to lie about that? What do you gain besides just being the head of something like that, you know? I don't know. There was a comedian, fairly well known. Was it, was it comedian. Steve Rizzi? Yeah, 
who said yeah what was his story like he was there i think he said he was there and then it was came out later that he was not there yeah and like he's kind of well known now you know like yeah well i feel like he already kind of was so it was like why did you feel the need to to do that why is that the thing that is going to get you people in the club you know (laughs) right the he's the he was the star of the league the show the league on fx lied about 9 11 and again i you can lie i don't i don't care that he did that doesn't bother me whatever it's fine what i don't say it's it's not fine but why not say any other interesting thing like that's there are lots of people at 9 11 be, yeah, be more. Yeah. Say something specific. like I had sex with Barack Obama, like something actually that actually happened. You know, I know, I know. <laughs> I I had sex. No, uh, but it's like, do I guess that that would be hard to like prove because we all now that's like we all remember where we were on nine eleven type deal. Yeah. yeah, but where were you on nine eleven when the world stopped turning? I was working at Starbucks in Austin, Texas. And uh, did you, what did you guys do? Did you uh, do half foam out of respect in the cup or? <laughs> we are at half mass. Everybody, everybody got two Ventis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that <laughs> and, then is a... knock, and then we would knock one down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> Come I'm on. Sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's you're it's right. I took 20, that too far. 20 something years. I took that too far. You know, uh, my friend Tanya head was in nine 11. She's the president. <laughs> and Steve is easy. Good callback. Good callback. <laughs> it, it just, I got, I don't know what you, what you gain from lying about that besides people's sympathy. Maybe you're trying to get, write a book or right. I don't know, man. It's just yeah. weird. It is. But People that, are weird. That is like, have we had something else, at least the United States, where you could say, I know where I was when that had COVID is a thing, but COVID was two or three years, depending on who you're asking. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember where I was when that happened, but it's like, that's right. like a global marker or at yeah. least for the United States of we all remember, you know? Yeah. And, and I guess I'm not asking we should have more. We don't, we shouldn't have. I remember when Kennedy <laughs> no. was shot. Right, right. Um, all right, let's move on to this one. It's a video, black and white video. This guy seems to be doing some kind of interview and he's speaking, but then he's doing this with his eyes. I'm like very, uh, he's like nodding and blinking at the same time. It's not an accident. Uh, Admiral, Admiral Jeremiah Denton Jr. Conveyed, conveyed the word torture through Morse code by blinking his eyes while being held captive in Vietnam. His captors recorded this moment for propaganda and broadcast it globally, but uh, Naval Intelligence successfully deciphered his unique blinking message. He was the first uh, of the American POWs released by, oh man, Hanoi uh, to step off an American plane during the Operation Homecoming, Homecoming February 12, 1973. I don't even I I couldn't even like read Morse code. So this dude's talking at the same time and then blinking and. Oh yeah, I would not. I would still be there because I don't know Morse code. I wouldn't know how to blink that. Well, it's it's two. There's two things going on. This guy's able to con, to convey torture, 
And then somebody else saw it and was like, is he saying torture? You know, yeah. like, yeah. I'd be wait, like, wait, man, rewind, rewind that. Wait, 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 hold on. What? Yeah. There's something going on with his eyes. They're probably torturing him. That's how I would convey. <laughs> that That's pretty brilliant. I wonder if they taught soldiers to do that. Like, were they looking for it? I maybe. Or, yeah. It, and that's where you, the, you get the, the crowd work of, uh, sir, are you happy in a relationship? Blank. If you're not that kind of thing. Uh-huh, maybe that's sure. where we get that from. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 But it's yeah. what a what a you know a genius thing to to do something Seriously. far smarter than I would have been able to ever come up with. Yeah, let's go. Let's do some more uh, general type uh, war stuff. General John Sedgwick was killed by a sniper in the American Civil War shortly after uttering the words, "They couldn't hit an elephant at this distance." <laughs> Now, contrary to popular belief, though, they weren't his last words. They were second to last. His last words were agreeing that dodging was, in fact, a good idea. (laughs) I always like, you know, you get the, what is it, Saving Private Ryan, where the guy takes his helmet off, and he's like, it hit the helmet, and then they shoot him in the head or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Now, I feel bad for this guy because he was part of the Union Army. If he Mm. was part of the Confederates... (laughs) Not, not so much, but it is. You have the before we turn on the mics there, you have a painting behind you of Mitch Hedberg and there's the Mitch Hedberg joke of uh, I never got a hole in one, but I didn't. Uh, but I did hit a guy once. <laughs> when, when you have a straight ball, you're supposed to say four, but I was too busy saying there's no way that's going to hit him. Like, <laughs> uh, we'll do that's a great. Couple more and then wrap it up here. Uh, now you, I don't know if you're a big horror movie fan, uh, but uh, here's a picture. It's from the the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Old Sally Hardesty's tied up. She's she's gagged, and next to her is a skeleton hanging from the ceiling. And it says, "In the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the human skeleton and the house at the end of the movie was a real human skeleton. Due to the small budget, the art director found it cheaper." than buying a skeleton prop. It's real skeletons, and and that's the same with the movie. From where? I don't know, but I guess it's like somebody died, clearly, and it was cheaper to just use theirs yeah. than get a prop one. And I, I, I'm a man who buys skeletons for outside uh, Halloween decorations, and I will say it's cheaper to buy uh, organic. <laughs> <laughs> But that was the same. They used human skeletons too in the movie Poltergeist when the, the oh really yeah they uh the the premise I saw is, that one way too young is PG movie but it shouldn't be PG but it was Steven oh. Spielberg. Um, Mm-mm. and the, the premise of that, if you're not seeing it, dear listener, is they they they're building a housing addition. <laughs> they moved the headstones, but they didn't move the graves. And it, wouldn't you think that those people weren't too happy about it? Those dead people. Then they're digging a pool and the skeletons start to come up and that scene are real skeletons in that movie. Wow. I'm really curious where you get, can you still get real skeletons? You can tell I, me off the air. Uh, Yeah, you gotta, it's, <laughs> it's like a wish.com thing uh, for, I don't know. It's, it's probably for science and stuff and, 
Sure, it could happen. I guess if I'm dead. But don't you have to have some kind of license? Can just a random person off the street order one on? Probably. You can get anything online. (laughs) Amazon. Man, they're great. (laughs) Two-day shipping? Uh, (laughs) He's not dead yet. Give us another day. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's like illegal to own human body parts, but maybe it was like the art director or whatever. It just just blows my mind that it's cheaper to, to get a a fake one yeah. than it is a real one but it also makes sense because it's already there you don't have to like make a plastic mold and stuff sure. you know right yeah uh, but yeah real real human skeleton never saw uh, that movie uh it's a it's kind of brutal if you're not a horror fan i would say skip it but it's it's okay. good if you're a horror fan that that yeah. movie was shot in texas And uh, I would hope so. It was hot, like uh, in the house, like 110, 115. And they used rotting meat and stuff because it's a family of cannibals and it was real meat. So the house stunk like shit. They're shooting 15 hour days and they were just going crazy. And there's a scene where Leatherface uh, cut Sally's finger and they couldn't get the blood to squirt when he was cutting her finger so he they were just going crazy and he cut her finger for real and what you see in the movie is her him really cutting her finger and shit like that where oh my god the movie is shot where it's it's a hot movie it's a hot sticky movie yeah it just got that vibe to it yeah so if that's not your your jam of what i just described i would skip it it's uh yeah, it's one of the the first slasher movies. Psycho was right. first, probably, but then Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Was Texas Chainsaw Massacre loosely based on a real Ed Gein? Okay, it is. Okay, a Butcher of Plainfield, and I know I okay. we I did a horror movie podcast, so we did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, but we just did Psycho, and we just did um, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Leatherface. And Norman Bates are all based on Ed Gein, the butcher of Plainfield in Wisconsin, who dig up corpses and make lampshades and stuff out of people's bodies. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So uh, based on real life horror, isn't that fun? So fun. Wow. It could happen to you, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, end on this one. And I, I've done a previous episode of the field trip where it was famous last words. And I don't remember if this one was in that list because I've done so many episodes. Uh, but uh, it's a first, uh, Jeremy. It's a it's a mug shot. And the other picture is an electric chair, and it says "Murderer James D. French's last words before being executed by the electric chair were, "How's this for your headline? French fries. Last name's That's French. It? It's gonna fry." French fries. That's my oh, kind of man. man. He's not a murderer, not so much, but sense of humor till the end. Wow. Can you imagine going out on a pun? That's the way I'm going <laughs> to. Hopefully, if I'm lucky, I'll do the pun. You put me in the freezer for a long time and then sell my skeleton to a movie. Uh, prop house. But... Uh, yeah, that's all the morbid knowledge and many true crime stuff that we have this week. Any final any thoughts on any of that, Jeremy? 
Uh, you know, that was all very interesting because I'm not really a horror fan um, mm-hmm. guy. And uh, I feel like I, I learned some things and uh, and uh, appreciate, you know, finding the humor and some of the some of the dark stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm now intrigued uh, by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Now that I know more about the circumstances that it was done under. Yeah, and, it's uh, a it's a hot it based on a real movie. person. Okay. Yeah, and based on a real person, and it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a real case, and uh, it's if you listen to true crime stuff. I don't listen to a ton of true. I crime, do like but true crime. I like podcasts. True I crime podcasts. I listen to a little bit, but not a lot. But I did listen to Ed Gein a lot just for all those movies. Um, but then sometimes en- there's enough true. You, you've listened to enough murder stuff where you're like, I need something light, you know, <laughs> I need, I need a little yeah. clap palate cleanse. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, as you said, uh, Jeremy, you have a dry bar comedy special called purity pants. Uh, and I, yeah. is your bit about gun control on that or the couple that, that oh, bought each other buying guns. Yeah. yeah. Is that on there? It, there is a version of it on there. Okay. Because yep. yep. you did that bit during the taping. Of course, they open yeah. with a prayer. So, and it's <laughs> it's opinions about guns, and it's not what would really hit for that audience. And it killed, and it's been something <laughs> I've remembered since that taping. is my favorite oh, bit of the you. night is that that bit. Because it's uh, a little, <laughs> little ballsy for when you the, the area that you did it, and I really appreciated that. Oh, sweet. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's a fun one. Yeah. Thank you for being on uh, Jeremy Alder. Um, and uh, yep. go follow Jeremy our social Alder, media. JeremyAlder.com. You can find links to all my socials and upcoming shows and all that good stuff. Yeah. Cool, man. It's good to good to talk to you, and I appreciate you being on. You too, Brent. Thank you, man.